Me and wifey in the room thinking of a master plan Thinking how we can influence the culture from where we stand Knowing that our steps are ordered by the master's hand Still ten toes down, we ain't switching up And welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest edition of The Bond Chronicles I am Mr. Bond Chronicles And I am excited to have this episode with you guys As we get into some real talk on some real issues My host today is Mrs. Bond Chronicles and we are the Bond Chronicles. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. TikTok is about to get popping. Uh, we'll have that for you at the bottom as well. Uh, but it's an exciting time in our lives. But we got to get into some real stuff. So I'm going to kind of give the floor to you because I know how I can come off with topics like this. And I'll add my input as I feel is necessary. But I do want to make sure that we give a woman's voice to this because it is very important. So without further ado, ma'am. I don't know. I would say that a woman's voice is important in this, but this particular um, avenue of it's, it's really important to hear from men. Um, We are talking a little bit about rape culture today. Um, and I know it's super heavy considering what we normally talk about, but definitely felt like it needed to be, some things needed to be addressed, especially, um, as a black woman married to a black man, um, and how unfair the system can be for black men. Um, previously in rape history, rape culture, uh, I would say that a lot of times rapes went unreported. There was a lot of stigma around being a rape victim. Um, there was a lot of victim shaming that there were all these things that a woman could have done to prevent a rape from happening. Um, and one, it's completely untrue. If a man wants to do something of that nature to a woman, then... Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of things that can happen to stop him, except him deciding not to be a rapey douchebag. Um, really quick, because Dave Chappelle had a joke about this. Oh, gosh. A long time ago. And this is why I said I wanted to give the woman the, the lane here. So, I agree. Rape's wrong. Duh. Like, that's pretty straightforward. My question is, in today's society, with Instagram models that are very provocative, with Fashion Nova and other brands that show very provocative, revealing, tight clothing, do you not think that doesn't play any role in a man's desire to have sex with a woman? Sure, it plays a huge role in a man's desire and arousal to want to have sex with the woman. But ultimately, if a woman says no, that's the end of the subject. It doesn't matter if you think you can change her mind. It doesn't matter if there's, you know, some extenuating circumstance that makes you think that she means something different than the word no. As soon as the word no or any other objective word comes out of her mouth, it means stop. 
It means retreat. It means get away, get yourself together, and wait until the answer is something different. Okay. Okay. One, because rape has nothing to do with what a woman is wearing. It has nothing to do with any of those things. At the end of the day, it's about self-control. And if a man can't control himself, that's the man's problem. It's not a woman's, um, you know, obligation to make a man not rape her. Okay. Okay. <sighs> what we specifically wanted to talk about this episode, though, was false accusations. Um, the unfortunate thing about it is it happens all the time. It's been happening in history for as long as, you know, we've been recording it. And unfortunately, a lot of times, um, it happens to black men. We don't necessarily have to get directly into all the demographics that it happens to, but we know, given history, that white women use it, um, weaponize rape against Black men. Um, there have been many, 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 many high-profile cases in which a white woman has you know, accused a, man, a Black man of raping her, and then it comes out later on that that's not what necessarily happened. Um, in today's culture, though, right now, I think a lot of things have changed because not necessarily that people have gotten more vocal about having been attacked, but there's more support for people now than there probably has ever been before um, for a rape victim or someone who's been sexually assaulted. Um, but there's never there's never seems to be any real recourse for the false accusations. Most recently, we have Chris Brown. Chris Brown, um, I think I originally saw the article on The Shade Room maybe a month ago of a woman accusing Chris Brown to have raped her um, on Diddy's yacht, a Diddy yacht party in Miami. And I remember reading it and thinking to myself, um, I'm super team breezy, so you know, don't judge me for it. <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, this is not true. Like, it's just not. Because Chris's history has proven and shown uh, more times than not that when these allegations come out, like the girl who said she kid she kidnapped him and held her hostage at his house and she threatened to kill her. I mean, he threatened to kill her and all this other stuff. And so the police were there. There was like a standoff with the LAPD. And then when it all came, you know, everything came to light, that's not what happened. And they reported all this negative stuff about him. And then when the real story came out, nobody said anything. There were no retractions printed. The woman never got in trouble, just nothing. Um, so when I saw this, I was just like, that's not what happened. I, I don't believe that's what happened. I will wait to pass judgment at a later date. 
But of course, the, you know, the rumor mill and the news people, they went and did their, their job. And there were so many negative articles, you know, you know, TV pundits, all these people with all these opinions about how Chris Brown is a womanizer, he's an abuser, how he should have been locked up forever ago, and all this negative stuff. Then last week, Chris comes forward, I guess because there's a lawsuit now, or was a lawsuit. Chris comes forward um, on his Instagram, and it's like text messages, voice messages, of the woman who was accusing him of rape with a whole different message. Her lawyer has since dropped the case. Um, I believe she dropped the lawsuit. As she well. dropped the lawsuit. <clears throat> and Chris, even Chris went on social media and posted just like, so I, I would hold, I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for apologies from you people. They never come. But what's supposed to happen to her, like y'all have, you know, thrown my name through the mud again, and it's just okay. It's, it's insane. What are your thoughts about it? So I'm going to go in a little different direction, but I'll try to bring it back. So in funnier, but not funny news, Juicy Smouye, Jesse Smollett just got sentenced to jail for I think it's five months mm -hmm. and he has a bunch of hours for community service. And the reason why he has this jail sentence and this again, a black celebrity has a jail sentence five months in jail is because he lied about a hate crime. And so to me, the message there is if you lie about a hate crime to this extent, you're going to face a punishment. And the goal in sending people to jail is to deter people from making the same decision. What is interesting to me is when it's a rape and it's a lie, there is no punishment. There are, what's the word? There, the, the, the citizen's money is spent on the investigation, on the cop's payroll, on everything that goes into it. But for some reason, when it's a woman, saying that she got raped and it's a lie, even if it's broadcast in the same way that Jesse broadcasted on social media, if it's the same way that it's broadcast across the news, there's no recourse. And so for me, it's another reminder of how society views Black people in hate crimes versus rape. And so in this situation, I think Chris is one of those people that's an easy target because of the Rihanna situation. And even though Rihanna is now since, I don't think she's engaged, but she's in, she's pregnant. They've gone on and had phenomenal careers. They've had children. They've lived great lives. It is still easy to target him because of that. And it's really exhausting to see this happen. And it's disappointing because I think he said he's going to sue her. She's nobody. He's not going to get the money back if there. He's been. We're waiting for an album to come out, but obviously your label's not going to put an album out when you got a bunch of rape allegations over your head. It's pretty hard to tour when you have rape allegations. It's hard to make music when you have rape allegations. And so, what also to me gets lost on this is the monetary aspect. 
of how much these people are losing, that that can never be given back. And we'll get to someone else that fortunately he didn't technically lose a contract money, but his image is completely different. You're not going to see Chris Brown and other people on commercials like you used to because there's these allegations. There are these lies that people are allowed to get away with. And ultimately, she will be allowed to get away with this. And that, to me, is really, really unfortunate. So, like you said, from athletes to, you know, musicians and even to regular people, the accusations of rape can follow a person through the rest of their lives, basically. Um, And regardless of what the outcome of a case or a trial might be, there's still a stigma that surrounds that person who's been accused. You can be found not guilty. It can come out that you didn't do it or whatever, but there's always something that people go back to. It's like, oh, remember, like, unfortunately, you know, the whole Kobe Bryant situation. When he passed away, the first thing, unfortunately, a lot of um, news outlets talked about was that rape case. He went on to do so many other great things. He went on to be and accomplish so much. Specifically for women. Specifically for women. um, Was never accused of anything of the nature again. Just, you know, totally different from that one situation in his life. But when he passed away... That was the first thing that a lot of political, um, you know, TV people brought up. Super unfortunate. Um, but like to to your point, unfortunately, especially back in the day when a black man was accused of rape and found guilty, spent years, the, basically the rest of their lives in jail, unless some miracle happened in which you know the case was overturned when you have these celebrities and, you know, people of higher status, like you said, they lose millions of dollars in endorsements and potential, you know, TV, music, all these opportunities because people don't want to work with the accused rapist. Um, And I don't think that's fair when, especially when it's not true. There should be some recourse that men have to, you know, retaliate. And I, I hate to say it, use that as the word, but what else What else can you do? They, it's just, like you said, they don't, there's no repercussions for it. And women do it all the time. So. And that's the thing, like, the, the difficult part in all of this is that rape does happen. Yes. And to your point, a lot of rapes go unreported. But to me, rapes used to go unreported. And if I'm wrong, please tell me I'm wrong because I've never been raped. Thank God. But it was in a society that women didn't have much of a voice. And so whether it was a cop, whether it was a husband, whether it was a boyfriend that had power, like people just didn't care. And people may have been incentivized to not care because of who it was. But in today's age, it's like the complete opposite. 
And so for me, I think it's simple. I think it's really, really simple. If you accuse someone of something and it's found to be not true. Now, I think this gets difficult in a court of law and rape is difficult if a woman washes up because she feels dirty and evidence is not there. Like there's a lot of steps to this. So I do think it's great. It's not black and white. But when it's situations like Chris Brown's situation, I think you should take the average punishment for the crime and that person that filed that should face it. Shouldn't have to ride that out. Mm. Whatever that average is, if the average time for rape is six years, she should get six years. Now, if it's a situation where there's just not enough evidence or something like that, I don't I don't know that there's a lot that you can do there because that would definitely make it very unlikely for someone to come forward if they realize that if they can't prove this without a shadow of a doubt or beyond a reasonable doubt that I would go to jail, that's too much. But if there's direct evidence conflicting your story, I think you should do the time of the person that would have got that same crime had they been found guilty. And I think that would cut a lot of this stuff out. I'm only talking about these situations with Chris where it's blatantly evident you are lying. lying. No, I think uh, especially in recent history, I guess maybe the last 10 years, the Me Too movement has had a lot to do with people being able to come out and say, hey, this happened to me and the public and people be so ready to vilify the, you know, the person who's being accused because like you said, for so long, it went unreported because they were this huge Hollywood executive. It went unreported because you could never just imagine this person of this stature being a rapist. Um, Meanwhile, behind closed doors, all this crazy stuff was happening. And I think it really opened up people's eyes to the fact that, yes, this is happening. It's happening so much more than what we want to admit to ourselves because I think I think a lot of people think society is better than what it is. Like when you re- when you like when you look at the numbers of child pornography and like all of that kind of stuff and you see human trafficking like skyrocketing, you want to believe that that's not happening in America because mm-hmm. America is better than that. When in reality, we're like a cesspool of all the dirty things in the world. Um, so you hear, what was it, um, Harvey, Harvey, Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Like he was, you know, the executive producer for dang near every great show. He's is he gone to jail yet? No, he hasn't. Um, I feel like that case is just. And it's, right, it's insane. So you get situations like that. And you're just asking yourself, you look, because I remember watching on TV or on the internet once, they showed a clip of all these different shows where they made Harvey Weinstein jokes about him being rapey. Mm. And it's like, so everybody knows this is what's going on, but nobody's talking about it. And I think the reality of when all of that came out, it, it people got not necessarily fed up, but they were more willing to just believe 
people's accusations because for so long women who would report it like their careers would get ended they get fired they all these negative things would happen to the women and nothing would happen to the men but in that i think we went way too left with it because now you can just accuse someone of rape or sexual assault or sexual misconduct and before any evidence, any proof comes out, you know, people are losing their jobs. They're getting, you know, um, we'll talk about Deshaun Watson, the first masseuse, I think it was, who came out against him. I think it just kind of rode, but then it went from one to like 25 in a week. And it was like, where did all these women come from? What is all this going on? He's in the middle of trying to get out of his contract in Houston and now everything was falling apart, and he ended up on the. They just sent him home. I thought he um, was what is that? The commissioners? No, they no? just sent him home. Said stay away. Oh, even worse. So he was he was unable to play for a whole season in the middle of, of contract negotiations, trying to get okay. out. So just for accuracy, he got his deal. He wanted to get traded just from Houston. Right, right. Houston right, right. had given him his money. So that's what I'm saying. He got paid to stay away. He got the John Wall treatment. He got that treatment. So contractually, he got paid all of last year. But when you're as great as he is, and I'll use the word great, that's the middle of your prime. And so that's why he was trying to get out of Houston. And once he made it clear he was trying to get out of Houston, then all this stuff happened. Right. And now, magically, everybody wants him again. And I just wanted to clarify that piece. And then I'll share more later. No, yeah, go ahead. Um, so this... Go ahead. What? No, go ahead. So this, to me, is... What's the word I want to use? It's disappointing on so many levels. The first level is... There were nine complaints that just got thrown out. And so this is this wasn't a case of it went to trial and he was found not guilty because of the arguments or the testimony or anything. This was he pled the fifth in front of a grand jury and they didn't even have enough evidence to go to trial. So what you're telling me is this young black multimillionaire who's done a ton for the Houston community and been a model of performance, no crimes, no red flags, no anything, his entire life was now punished and ridiculed in ways we haven't seen by many anywhere. Some of his biggest supporters said they will never look at him the same way. He had a girl, I think he might have had a girlfriend, but even in these situations, one, we just watched Calvin Ridley, decent wide receiver, nothing great. He just got a year for gambling around $1,500. And this is not to disparage Ray Rice. I won't even use Ray Rice. I'll use Greg Hardy, who had an absolutely awful case and i'm not going to get into the details here because it's not important but i watched him get six games 
I've watched other people do far worse things. And they got six, maybe four, and in some cases, two games. And this man was found guilty of nothing. Never even went to a trial and lost a year of playing in his prime at the pinnacle of his career. And I would be very curious to see what happens with the 22 lawsuits that are left. But he even offered to settle just so he could move on with his life. And they rejected that. So I hope in this moment, they don't get a dime. But it is absurd that this can happen in today's world. And I don't know what, and this is where I want to kind of get your opinion to a certain extent, and I don't know if you can give it, but what possesses a woman to do that? Or women to do that, to see a potential opportunity and to have that little regard for a man's life and freedom and dignity and name to flat out lie on them, knowing what the potential outcome and consequences will be, and even greater than what they can't even understand. I think that's that's kind of the point. There's not a huge thought process in what could potentially happen to this man. How because, is there not? Because one. When a lawyer, unfortunately, when some of these sleazy lawyers get one case that might be a little bit legitimate, but it's not strong enough, what they do is they go out and they look for more. And if, unfortunately, if those stories are just, hey, this is this is not really what happened. This is, if it's a shaky story, a lot of times, unfortunately, they'll convince them, like, look, if you say this, we all file this. This is how much you could get. This is what could happen. And so people go along with it. So that I want to stop so, you right there because you said something I think is really important. And that, that's my question. You said the sleazy lawyer convinces them. As a human being with any kind of class, how do you allow someone to convince you? to try and to destroy someone else, especially in Dollar by all, signs. Like, by all accounts, Deshaun paid these women yeah. for the service. Mm -hmm. And this is similar in, similar to the Jerry Jones situation. I'm not a Jerry Jones fan at all. But for those of you who are unaware, there's a girl, woman that's, a woman that's popped up. She's 25. And basically he paid his mom to go away, her mom to go away. And it allegedly is his child, but they have an NDA. What? I ain't heard about that. Right. So the NDA was with the mom. The kid is bound to it because the kid was like months old. But now the kid's coming up like, oh, no, I need, I'm entitled to your money because technically you're my dad. But your mom signed the NDA and took the money. So it's like they take the money. And that's not enough. Now, I got to target you and now drag your name through the mud salaciously. And this kind of goes back to the Dr. Dre situation. 
where it's like, you've been supported. You were taken care of. Why are you trying to destroy, in uh, most of these cases, these young, strong black men? Like I said, I think there's, it's a, a bunch of different things. When you look at some of these cases, it's someone who was rejected by said person. It was yeah. someone who was in a relationship with them. And when the relationship was over or the relationship went south, they decided to get back at them the best way they could. Unfortunately, that's something that women we women weaponize. And I don't, I personally don't understand it. Um, and real quick, to add to that, to your point, because you said you did say this. And I don't even know if legally you can do this. Because you have a right to, I guess, the client. But as an attorney, with some there's supposed to be a standard of attorneys. Like there's certain things you can't do when you're a lawyer. Yeah, there's things that you can't do, but that doesn't mean lawyers don't do it. That's my point. That's where I'm going. But you can just get disbarred. They, so you're, you're taking me down my point. If you have a history, or even in, like I said, in this Chris Brown case, and apparently the attorney, and he did, he dropped her once the new stuff came out because he said he didn't have it. Mm -hmm. That may, that's hearsay. We don't know. But I would think Chris and his lawyers would have told him at some point, yeah, we got this. What are you going to do? Well, it's, it's the same as um, the Diplo situation last last year. Not as familiar. Um, so Dip, there was this chick that was coming out saying that Diplo had assaulted her at a party. Um, she was filing. She filed a lawsuit against him, and the lawyers were super adamant about Diplo being guilty. And all the stuff was coming, you know, floating around in the blog sphere. You know, I'm not surprised that this is coming out about Diplo. He totally, you know, looks like that kind of person. And Diplo was just being real quiet. Um, and because I follow him on social media. And then it came out that it was dropped, that the case was dropped. And I, my memory is a little blurry of it, but it was dropped because he had evidence that what she said happened. Did not. did not happen on the internet. They're saying that he recorded it and that might not necessarily have been legal, but because he did have a recording of it, it shows that she consented. Right. Um, but then it came out that the chick had been stalking him and she had been like contacting him through burner Instagram accounts, using her friends and these people to get in touch with him and nothing ever happened to her. But she was getting, or she was trying to ruin his career because she rejected him. And had he, he rejected her, I mean, yeah, because he rejected her and had not had whatever evidence he had, he totally could have, like, so many other worse outcomes could have happened. Similar to Chris, if Chris didn't keep the messages and God forbid, had he lost his phone, yeah, or I mean, just any anything um, that exonerates him of what he what he's being accused of and i don't think obviously in the court of public opinion everybody's going to have something to say mm -hmm. but in the court of law all this stuff that people are able to do and say and just you know viciously attack someone with this kind of accusation and then when it comes out that it was not true 
They just walk away scot-free like nothing ever happened. And that, that brings me to the other point. And I think Kyle Rittenhouse is potentially pursuing networks. And I remember there was a guy and it was with the Native Americans and they put out this story with CNN and CNN got sued for it. Mm-hmm. I believe, and again, I'm across all boards. I think lawyers, when they are presented with discovery that definitively refutes what their client is saying, I believe there should be some kind of fiduciary responsibility to drop that case and not tax people because once you get that evidence, you can still go to trial. Mm -hmm. You know you're going to lose. But Chris's lawyers ain't cheap. And so now I'm at best I get off, but now I still got to pay all these lawyer fees yep. that you can't pay. The, vic- the victim can't pay. There has to be a better checks and balances. On top of that, these news organizations, I'm good with y'all reporting it. When y'all get something, it's a story. It's your job to report the evidence at the time. Right. But there needs to be some kind of accountability that when it comes out, I need the same level of coverage. And I think that's what bothers me the most. Because like like I said, these papers, these, you know, news cycles, they will run a person's name, their everything about them through the mud for days, for weeks, for months, however long it takes for someone to potentially have to clear their name. But then when it comes out that whatever was said or whatever was claimed to have been done isn't true, it'll be like a little blurb at the end of the news cycle or a little article you know, that people will scroll through and just happen to see. I feel the same way you say the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect was. Like, I feel like that applies across all boards. And I'll take it a step further. If you as a news organization gave a platform to one of these people, they need to go back on your platform and speak to what they did. Well, that's asking too much. I I hear you. But for me, if I was a news organization and I'm not running one, if you come out and you use our platform to spew your lie, I would have it contractually obligated that I'll give you this interview, but based on the outcome, you got to come back. You don't got to say if it's negative. Whatever the outcome is, you got to come back and tell us, how you feel about the outcome. Something has to be done that these people are using all of these platforms to publicly shame and humiliate and demoralize people. They need to stand in front of this and own it. And to the victims of rape, you guys deserve all the credit in the world for whatever it is that you've gone through and how you have been able to overcome it. This is not towards y'all at all. But these liars need to be held more accountable. So um, another example, which we can talk about accountability here. Um, Netflix was working on an adaptation of Alice Siebold's memoir, Lucky, um, in which she recounts the tale, a lot of the the story around when she was raped. I think she was in her first year of university, um, college. And she was basically coerced by the prosecutor um, to accuse this man, Anthony Broadwater, 
um, to basically pin the crime on him. He was convicted. He went to jail. He served, I think, a 16, 17-year sentence. Um, but Netflix was doing an adaptation of her memoir. And what happened was one of the producers in the for the movie, he was going through the first, um, I guess the first draft of the script. And some it didn't, it was it was wrong. It, the script and the memoir didn't match up. And him just being a good person, basically he alerted, I guess, whoever you would talk to at Netflix. Um, and what did he do? I'm sorry. Yeah, so he left the project because he felt like this was wrong. There was something wrong. Used his own money to hire a private detective who basically figured out that, you know, like I said, the prosecutors and the detectives lied mm -hmm. and Anthony Broadwater was convicted, spent 16 years in jail, and they helped him get his conviction overturned. Um, and when the conviction was overturned, he sat, Anthony, that's right, Anthony, he sat in court and basically he said, I don't need anything. You know, she apologized. She apologized to him. She apologized to his family. But basically he said, I don't need anything. I'm just happy that the truth came out. I'm happy that I, you know, I still have the opportunity to live out the rest of my life. And people know that I didn't do this thing that I was accused of. And I remember reading an article about it and reading that statement. And I'm just like, I mean... I get not harboring any anger or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think maybe anger is an understatement. I get wanting to move forward with your life, but there's no way that I just sat in jail for 20 years of my life. I think he was 19 when he went to jail. Um, I sat in jail for 20 years of my life and I get out. And I know for a fact that you know you didn't tell the truth on stand because it was her testimony testimony, and her identifying him as the, you know, the rapist is what, and then I think some sort of hair test that they do that's no longer, well, they no longer use it. But there's no way that I'm going to sit here and just, it's okay. We're fine. We don't you know, you don't owe me anything and walk away. At minimum, I own the rights to like all of your books now. Like any money that you've made off of this lie, because it was, it was the book, she wrote it. Some of it's true, but the majority of it was a lie. I own all the money, but all that money's mine now. Like you know, you can't write another book. Like the, the I want, I guess, revenge. I want... I want payback. I want 20 years of my life that I can't get back. And it's all fine and dandy that you're sitting in court apologizing now, but. Man, it's simple to me. I 100% agree with what you made money off of me. So give me my money. Worst case, you split it 50 50. But you need to go do your 20 years. Like it's it should be that simple to me. You obviously 
knowingly lie. I did time because of your lie. You do time for lying. I don't, and I know we'll never get to this place, but to me, it seems really simple. It seems really simple. And I've said this on this on, on this show before. Those acts by black people disgust me. And I know that's not the Christian godly thing to say and do. Oh, it's not. But I'm sick of it. I'm sick of judges hugging criminals and giving them pats on the back when they're white and they do black people wrong. I'm sick and tired of us being so open and so forgiving to this because that is enabling and empowering these people as well. Because they know there's literally no repercussion. So they don't care and they're not disincentivized to not abuse and rape and pillage us because there's no consequence. They can keep lying on us like the woman that called the police on the man in New York with the birds and then he don't even want to press charges. He just want to let it go. Yeah. And I'm sick of that. Have some backbone. Like, it's annoying and infuriating that we go through this. And the one time we lie, and we've joked about it a lot, Jesse went to jail mm-hmm. for something pretty dumb. It was way more funny than serious. But he's going to jail. I mean, is he really going to go go to jail? He's going to jail. In, I believe, Chicago. <laughs> so. Yeah. And he's a celebrity. We got these random nobody women that aren't getting a slap on the wrist. And they are destroying lives. And that is ridiculous. So you, I mean, like like you said, it would take uh, someone really pursuing some sort of case, I think, against one of these women for and then the judge doing what they need to do and convicting said female of whatever the crime is but but it, the thing is it takes one it takes one person but what would you charge them with like what would be their charge because if it's a if it's a civil suit like that's one thing but if criminal charge if you're not filing a report so you can't it's I don't know what you have to do, what process they can take. As the law is currently written, I don't think there's much you can do. Outside of like... It's uh, following a fa- false police report. Of character. Def- but that's civil. That's not Well, that's criminal. what I'm saying. Like most of these cases start off civil. Right. My point is, at some point, you should have... Con- rape, you should have contacted the authority. Mm-hmm. At that point, a criminal case is open. At that point, at worst, you filed a false police report. What I, Where I think the issue becomes is there should be tears to the reports you filed that are false mm-hmm. and the punishments as such. Um, and again, I know we will never get there, uh, but that's where I think it should go. I don't disagree. Like I said, I definitely feel like there needs to be some sort of repercussions for these sort of actions. It all it really does, 
100% is make it harder for other women who've actually been attacked, who's, who've actually, you know, gone through an assault, come forward. Because for every one of these cases where these women come forward with a lie, there are women who are out there who won't come forward because they see what what's, this circus looks like. And then it's obviously everybody who comes forward isn't lying. And because rape cases can be so difficult to prove, there's so much gray area in what you can consider this person, you know, not having done the crime. But like you said, when it's blatantly obvious that this person is lying for their own selfish gain, there definitely needs to be repercussions. And people owe the pure person accused an apology. And that's all I have to say about that. Cool. Um, I got one other thing that kind of fits um, just on something that happened and I did want to cover it. Um, so lighter topic slightly, or did you have more on this topic? No, I think this is it. We've given our opinion on how we feel about these disgusting women. Okay. So I have part two on black people and I'm, I'm hard <laughs> on white people. Yeah, part two on black people. But we have to do a better job and I know black on black crime is a myth. Like, There's I'm, no such thing. I'm not going to get into it, but it doesn't exist. But to a certain extent, we have to do a better job. Recent last week, Ryan Coogler went to Bank of America, mm. and he went to a black teller, and he had his mask on, which is the right thing to do. He followed every step of the process you were supposed to follow to try and withdraw $12,000. I know a lot of our audience may not live in Atlanta. They may not be from Atlanta. They may not go to Atlanta. Let me tell you, you do not want any people in Atlanta knowing you just withdrew $12,000. I've seen celebrities and entertainers have their car stolen because they got out and left the car running. We've seen you know, yeah, thinking they was going to be gone in and out. And when they came back out, the car was gone. Atlanta's not the place for that. Um, and so this gentleman, this legend, this great black man who made one of the greatest movies, definitely one of the greatest Marvel movies ever, but one of the greatest cultural black cultural movies ever, in my opinion, with the great Chadwick Boseman, um, went in to make a withdrawal. He followed the process, gave him his ID, gave him all the necessary information. And for some reason, this dodo brain <laughs> behind the bank teller started acting all scary and weird. And she got the bank manager, the branch manager involved. And I don't know the race of the branch manager, but I believe in the video, it sounded like it could be another black person. And for some God knows reason, the police were called. And then the black officer shows up. And as soon as Ryan turns around, he pulls his gun. There has got to be better. I watch white people deal with viciously out of control white people with weapons drawn trying to attack them. And they still won't pull their gun. 
And you mean to tell me that this really look relatively small man making no kind of issue with anyone. Yeah, Ryan Coogler is like five seven, five six. He's, like, he's a very a miniature person. man, and just relax because he's like the same height as me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I'm just going to kill the man for that height because that's like the same height as your head. And I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's not a very tall yeah, person. Yeah, we get it, okay? We get it. Um, But they proceed to handcuff him, walk him, parade him through the bank. How humiliating. I probably have millions of dollars in your bank. Not probably. He has. I mean, he might have money I distributed mean, other places. That's I'm the only sure. reason I'm potentially giving the benefit of the doubt. But I'm sure he's got millions. And as soon as this ordeal is over, all of my accounts are closed. All of my family's accounts are closed. We no longer, the Kuglers no longer do business with Bank of America. If Period. I need financing for a film, I'm not going to you. I wouldn't go to them to begin with because Bank of America has been shady towards black people for Forever. a long time. And there was another part we were watching that said the same thing. Why do we keep doing business with Bank of America? Yeah, they could all. I learned it. that lesson a long time ago when I was in college, and I haven't had Bank of America since. Yeah. Um, my, I, I guess I do. I had totally have a take on this. One, like you said, he did. Everything that a normal person would do to go to the bank and withdraw money. He had his ID. He had his bank card. He had a deposit slip. Like, if there was any question of whether or not, there shouldn't have been any question whether or not this was his bank account. I don't understand why and then these are black people so they're completely aware of what's going on in atlanta they know or i would think they know to be you're a bank teller you know right you ain't making that much money right somebody comes to me to withdraw twelve thousand dollars at most if i you know feel a little way about it i'm gonna pull up that person's account you know what you can see when you pull up that person's account how much money how much money they have like you can see it. He's got six, you know, two commas in there. So obviously he's got the money to pull out. Once you see that the money is available, what other question is there besides do you want it and big bills or small bills? Like, well, I don't even understand what why they were so alarmed, but whatever, they're alarmed. And then they go back and talk to the branch manager. This is where the situation to me should have been stopped. The bank manager, branch manager, whatever you want to call him, they ask simple questions. Does he have his ID? Yes. Did he verify this is his account? Yes. Is the money available to withdraw? Yes. Give the man the money then. Should be something. It's that simple. That simple. So the alarm, like I again, I, I don't understand it. I don't know. I did listen to the, um, like you said, the recording of the dispatcher, nine on one dispatcher, and I'm, I'm just confused as to why any of that was said. Then the cop shows up, and it, I'm just gonna go over that. Ryan Coogler, you better than me, my guy, because. As soon as you had to tell him to look, Google me, 
figure it out so you know who I am because your day is going to be awful from here on out. Like, and I, I'm a petty person at times. I definitely would have ruined everybody's day. I am Ryan Kugler. There's no one who does not know my name. Everybody knows my name. You would think. In Atlanta. Yeah. Definitely. And most people who are into with pop culture. Yeah, but bank tellers, they could be old. They could be, you know, anal. Who knows? So I'm good with that. But the author, when, when someone is that brash, and I'm glad he got there. But at that point, I go on offense. You've embarrassed me in front of. I think he had personnel there. Yeah. Like, I need badge number name, and I probably know Tyler Perry. I know people in this city that can make your life miserable. I'm going to do it. Oh no, I own that branch of the bank now. I'm, bu- I'm buying the building, and now this branch is closed. Everybody's fired. I don't think I would take it there, but the manager and the teller they gone. Some something's got to happen. Because it was completely disrespectful. And to put it simply, it wouldn't have happened to a white person. It would not have happened to a white director, a white actor, a white anybody. It wouldn't have happened to a white construction worker. Right. So I don't understand what the circumstances were. I don't know if maybe the bank had been robbed recently or there has just been craziness going on in and around that bank. And none of that's Ryan's problem. It's none of it's Ryan's problem. And somebody owes me big time. Like, So I will be, I don't know that as of the time of this recording, I don't know that much else has come out, but is, is Lance Bottom still down there? Is she, is she still running that city? I think so. I need some statements. Oh, you're not going to get that. Which is the problem. Which is, and that's why I started with black people, that's the problem. Because you're going to let this slide. But God forbid one of your white cops would have got shot, you'd be all over the news. And I'm sick of it. So, no, this wasn't the happy-go-lucky fun episode (laughs) this week. Um... But there just has to be more progress and change. Amongst amongst ourselves. Amongst ourselves and amongst these women. Because y'all be lying. And it ain't right. But the same way I want consequences for that black bank teller, I be wanting consequences for these, these white women that be lying. And that Emmett Till situation, I know we talked about it. I think that was a while ago we talked about it. It was a here. long time ago. But... You can spend the rest of your life in jail because he don't have his life. Like, I don't care how old you are. But it's it's all of those situations. If When you go back in history, you know, obviously during the civil rights era and before, there were are too many, too many men sitting in jail over the rape of a woman or the assault of a woman that either never happened or the cops were too lazy to go find the real person. Period. Yeah. So. Well, episode 52, episode Ray Lewis has come and gone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure that you continue to like, share, and subscribe. We're almost to 90 subscribers on YouTube. No, we are at 91. We're at 91. Oh, so we're so almost, we're almost at 100. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Please share this with your See, friends no. and family members. Um, 
My condolences to anybody who may have been triggered by this episode. That was not our intent. Condolences. Like my sympathies? Like Yeah, my, it's more of my sympathy, not condolences. Condolences when someone dies. I mean, it's just a show of support for a traumatic situation. Yeah, I'm just giving you a better word. You didn't even give it to me. I'd already said it. Right, so for future reference, condolences isn't necessarily what you would use here. Why can't you use it? Because condolences are for when someone Says dies. Who? Some white man? Jesus. Never mind. Use whatever. Would you been brainwashed? Know? Let's no. look it up. Let's look at condolences <laughs> and see if it's exclusively to, to the death of someone. Can't even spell it. An expression of sympathy, especially on the occasion of death. So, it doesn't have to be towards but death. it's 90% when someone dies. Or deep mental anguish or misfortune. Fine. You got it, bro. So. It's your world. I just live in it. My Whatever word you want to insert based on what my wife has given you to anyone who may have been triggered by this episode. Most definitely. But this is still, like, I think things that we definitely need to talk about. I as agree. a culture. Because so frequently we keep our mouths silent on the things that really matter to us and should matter to our community. But we're the first ones to talk about dumb stuff. For sure. Like the latest Kim and Kanye development. Yo, he's winning. He's losing. And this Hulu season looks like it's going to be trash. They keep putting out all these blurbs and they are getting absolutely destroyed for it. Ada! Kim, Chloe, just shut up and look pretty on camera because y'all don't need to be talking. But a conversation a conversation for another day. Uh, as y'all know, in life, things happen. You have the power to choose what you do. Stop lying on these people. Choose wisely, but always bet on you. You see it there at the bottom. If you were blessed by us or inspired by us or just want to support us, we would greatly appreciate it. Y'all have a great one. Make sure you turn that bell on in case we drop something throughout the week because you never know how we're going to act and you never know what the world going to do. So definitely keep that tuned in and have a good day.